Good day, everybody. Hello. I'm still laughing at Squeezer's vocal exercises. He does. Oh my God, don't do them for the people at home. They're going to swerve off the road and crash their cars so they don't have to ever hear that again. I'm just trying to, you know, make it nice and clear and crisp and... Crisp is the word. Yikes. I'm excited. You are, you are, you're a this. shot out of a fucking cannon this morning. I am I'm directly opposite. This is the first good night's sleep I had in a week, so I'm quite the... The people at home are probably wondering why I'm sick three-fourths of every show we've ever done. Well, you have the metabolism of a toddler. <laughs> but no, uh, I, uh, I spent the whole week just up all night with pounding headaches. Remember when uh, Homer and Bart were collecting the grease... Yeah, they're, and he got, they're in a grease, grease monk, now. Yeah, and he, he, he got the hose stuck in his eye and it sucked his eyeball <laughs> out. That's what I looked like and what I felt like for an entire week. And last night was the first night I didn't have a vacuum hose stuck to my eyeball. So I'm really excited to be here right now and to, to spread my love and joy of uh, old 80s and 90s game shows to you. Yay. <laughs> Come on, buddy. This was, this was a tough topic for me. Really? You, you know I struggled with it. Um, I, I, picked, I picked one of yours, and I, I threw it out there thinking I, I got you on it. And you're like, oh, I already picked it, you dumbass. Look at the audio clips we, I sent you. Well, that was my fault. I should have communicated that better, but I got yelled at, so I had to pick it. Yeah, understandable. Uh, but first, before we get to that, uh, God damn it, I should really do the math. January 31st. 1988. So that would be 29 years ago. What would you do Alright, let me read 28. I got my calculator calculator out during the song and I redid the math. 28 years ago. You were doing math over Joe Cocker. Yes. I was showing my work too. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wonder Years debuted. Uh, one of my first crushes in life. Oh, I know. Winnie Cooper. Did you pull the Winnie Clo- Cooper uh, crescendo, the, the clip? It was like. Dun, 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 dun. Well, I think it was right. <laughs> Am I wrong on that? I don't. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. That's something that deserves to be played for the. Tell us about Wonder Years. Oh uh, well, I look up. it ran from '88 to '93, five seasons. Um, I feel like it ran. It was it, you. You thought it ran forever. Yeah, it ran yeah. forever. Um, they wanted to actually like continue the show and, uh, you know, grow with kevin right but uh the network's like no it's too wholesome you could do that with any show so that's why they kind of they called it quits in fact when they shot the last episode they didn't even know it was really the last it wasn't until they did the voiceover and killed off the dad uh postscript it's kind of unceremoniously just kind of mentioned it too yeah dad died 
This might be it. Oh, no, it's not playing. Oh, you don't have it out. Oh, well, tell me to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know who this is? Who? This is W.G. Snuffy Walden. Oh, really? Yes. Which? What did he do? I know what he did. I just can't forget He scored me. the entire West Wing. Oh, okay. But he's also done a lot more. Oh, yeah. He's done everything. Ironically, who else was on the West Wing? Rob Lowe, who is now on the show called The Grinder with one Fred Savage. So it's the two degrees of Rob Lowe. And this kid never became Marilyn Manson. No. But yeah, that song is that song is almost instant child. Uh, we should stop talking about child boners on the show. <laughs> I feel like every week we figure a way to bring it up. Yeah, but at least this one, it's a not about transformers. A, it's not it's about, about transformers or female. yeah. Good for us. So but they're both doing quite well for themselves. Well, Winnie Cooper's like a math uh, She superstar. was summa cum laude from UCLA. And Dancing with the Stars. Oh, that's right. I fucking yeah. forgot that. I actually wa- watched that season. Ugh, you would have. Well, my wife did. Yeah, you blame then, it on, always blaming well, it on Well, no, your wife. she did. And then for some, this was the one time I actually didn't mind uh, watching it. I mean, spending, Tanner. I mean, spending quality time with her. <laughs> and then Fred Savage now, he's mostly, he's just directing. He's a producer of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, he did 18, I think he directed 18 episodes of Always Sunny. Did Modern Family. Huge fan of my, One of my favorite shows to not make it, Mr. Sunshine. That lasted a whole nine. I don't know that one. Uh, it was uh, um, Chandler from Friends, ran a arena. It was pretty good. It's kind of like sports night. You're Mr. Sunshine. That I am. You are not. Drink your damn tea. I'm trying. But uh, since I, I, I did the ma- I crunched all the numbers. Since 99, <laughs> when he first started directing, was, uh, I forgot, uh, working. It was a show with just him. Didn't last. Yeah. That was his first one he directed since then. So that's, let's do the math. 18 years. Right? Yeah. 18 years. Okay. I'll trust you. 249 sitcoms he's directed. That's a shit ton of TV. If I tell you how many shows I've done in the last four years, it probably won't seem like a lot. <laughs> I guess those are done in one night, though. A sitcom, you get yes, like two or three is, days. Uh, depending on the length of the show, I think some yeah. of them you get like a week. I'm sure like the Modern Families he did, I'm sure they get yeah, more than... Yeah, they have a big budget. The yeah. network shows. Always Sunny, I think, has like a two days. Their budget's like $50 an episode. Still. They stretch that. They make it work. All right. So I think you're first this week. Uh, yeah. Let's get going. All right. Here we go with Squeezer's first bag. Legends of the Hidden Temple. With your guide, Kirk Paul. Kirk Fogg. See, that's when I thought you'd take this. I, this was a little bit past me giving a shit about. Um, I don't know, Nickelodeon. I guess you were eleven. No, I grew up too early. You jaded fuck. No, no, I don't. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't remember really caring about this. Was it too much production value? Yeah, I think it was. Too over the top. See, I loved it. Like I like Daredevil, where it was shot in Philly on a shitty soundstage, which. 
Dare, uh, double dare. What are we I'm sorry. It's early in the morning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about that later. But that those W H Y Y shows with really low Philadelphia production budget. I got two of them on my list. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. Uh. So what's this movie they're doing about this show? How the hell are they gonna do it? It was already out. Was it? Yeah, it came out in like back in November. Oh. It was a made-for-TV Nick movie. Well, what was it about? Uh, it's like a. Basically, they take the idea of Legends of the Hidden Temple and make it like a theme park, and then these kids go there. And even uh, Kirk Fogg even has a cameo in it where he's like basically plays himself. Huh. Uh, but then the kids climb a fence and go into the real and find the real temple. It's not all fake because you have the jaded kid. It's like it's just fake, man. I don't care. Basically, it's the same dynamic of Jurassic World. Huh. Did you watch this? Uh, I watched the trailer. Oh, okay. That was enough for me. So what was what about the show made you love it so much? Well, there was like history stuff, and I'm a nerd, oh, yeah. so I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I usually got all the trivia. Uh, and then, I, I liked, like I said, I liked the production value of it. But it was infuriating because it made you realize how grossly incompetent and how horribly physically capable children are at just doing things you watch those kids do that temple run and they just basically stand in a room and look around clueless as to where they go there's a hole in the wall dummy climb through the hole in the wall <laughs> and they like they can't find the. they have to like hit the wall what are trying you to find... stupid kid oh god it was infuriating just watching them just bumble their stupid little non-talented legs trying to climb up the spider net and stuff and they get in the shrine of the silver monkey and it's like they've never seen like when you would be like a little baby and you had like the little stacky ring things that you had to put in like you know biggest to smallest they like they never had that as a kid hmm. they couldn't figure this damn monkey out <laughs> all you got you put the base down you put the center down and you jam that monkey's head down and you were good to go huh as long as Temple Guard didn't show up. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. D. Badley Breaker did, uh, Baker did the voice of Olmec, and he's like a legendary uh, um, voice guy. Also had a cameo in the movie as well. Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. Look at that. One of his few live-action credits. Well, I don't he know. He won a Cable Ace Award. Yeah, I, well, that's reason enough alone to go back and revisit <laughs> this. Are these on YouTube? Last time uh, I was seeing, like, <coughs> YouTube, you read the book Ready Player One? Uh, No. Well, yeah, you don't read books. You don't I try. Read, I try. buy a lot of books, yeah. and then they sit there, and I look at them, and they're pretty. Well, uh, Spielberg's making a movie based on it, but it's basically about, uh, like, if they took the HTC Hive or what's that, Oculus Rift, and it mm -hmm. really, like, it, like progressed forward and all the world's information exists for you to watch or, or, or experience like in virtual reality so YouTube is like becoming that like I, I was thinking when we were doing this oh, I remember in like 1999 how awesome Nick Game and Sports was Ga Gas we had that channel mm -hmm. and then they cancelled it and like wow they cancelled that was so cool you could watch old Double Dare Guts Legends of the Hidden Temple well yeah you don't need it they're all on fucking YouTube so did you revisit any of these on YouTube? Oh, yeah. I watched everything. I, for hours, just sitting there watching episodes of Legends of the Hidden Temple and uh, the rest of uh, my eventual list. But 
Not the initial. 6.30 p.m. on a Saturday night is when this ran. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was before um, SNCC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Y'all know what SNCC is? Y'all know what SNCC is? Oh. It's where Ren and Stimpy came from. We got a topic. I'll we write do. that down. <laughs> Shit. Possible topic. Okay. We're going to go on to mine next. You ready for it? Yeah, go ahead. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's a sticky finger filter from Berlin down to Belize. Take you for a ride on a slow bus to China. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Steal their soul and stuff. Ah, they played not only as a house band to this show, but also comedic relief. This is Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, the game show on PBS. So, Squeezer, in the late 80s, National Geographic did a survey that indicated Americans knew very little about geography. One out of every four Americans could not locate the Soviet Union or the Pacific Ocean on a map. Uh those glory days when only one in four could do that. <laughs> right. Now it'd probably be one in ten. Uh, well, there is no Soviet Union anymore. Well, yet. For now. For now. Yeah. It's not back yet. Anyway. So to serve as kind of a, a guided hand to the youth of America, PBS created the show based on a video game character from Broderbund Software called Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, where contestants would act as Acme Special Agency gumshoes and answer geographical questions to try and locate exactly where the hell this bitch was. And it was, I mean, PBS, we actually watched it as kids. It was actually funded <laughs> by the federal government when we were children. I've, I liked it because it made me feel smart. Did it? I, I felt like by watching it, Did I you was know geography? Than, yeah. I became a geography nerd later in life, but as a kid, I didn't. So this, I struggled with this game. But the game itself came with that big atlas or encyclopedia, depending on what you got. And it was, you know, you, it taught you to learn. Like, as a kid, you didn't want to learn, but this snuck it in with something fun. And the host of it, Greg Lee, was one of... Mark Summers' assistants on Double Dare before he got, because they went up to shoot in New York when Fox bought the syndication for Double Dare. They took it from Philly to New York to shoot Super Sloppy Double Dare, which we'll get into later. There's so much about Double Dare, we could talk forever. Uh, and the Greg League got this gig uh, at WQED and WGBH, the two uh, New York PBS stations, hosting when the world's coming in San Diego. And the chief was played by Lynn Thigpen. She was that tough black woman who'd say, thank you, Greg. <laughs> and she'd go on and talk about, you know, uh, she'd have a lot of puns and a little alliteration wordplay. It seemed like the prizes kind of suck, though. Yeah, it was public television. Yeah. But it's like you would, if you went on a show like Double Dare or a particular show where all you had to do was stick your hand up a nose or do something gross. Thank you. And you can get a shit ton of cash. If you actually showed your intelligence 
and got some managed to better someone. Yeah, you got you know or a San Diego T-shirt or a copy of the game. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah. Well, there was uh, grand prize trips in season one or two, and I don't know what else. Five uh, crime bucks. The federal government's not going to pay for you to go on vacation. No. No. Oh, okay, here's the prizes. Season one, you won 250 Season two, $500. Season five, 750 later, $1,000. Over 295 episodes over five seasons were recorded. 296 episodes recorded, but never aired. Can I see them? Do they exist? I mean, I don't, they're, they're public, so we should have access to them. But uh, they're on, there's some on YouTube. They want a lot of daytime Emmys. Can I can I use the Freedom of Information Act to get episodes of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? You could use the Freedom of Information Act to get episode 296. that never aired. It's going to be a lot of paperwork, though. I think just for the story. Are you prepared it's worth for it. the red tape that's involved? Carmen Sandiego. Did you have the video game? Uh, one of them. I'm trying to think. Is it DOS-based? The original one, yeah. Yeah, I might have had that one. I just remember loading floppy disks. Yep. Lots and lots of floppy disks. There was also a Nintendo version. And it'd be like, Peru is slightly smaller than Alaska and is bordered by Ecuador, Colombia, Brazil, Boliv- Bolivia, and Chile. Because you land in Lima. And you get to see connections, depart by plane, investigate, or visit Interpol. Remember that? It was mm-hmm. really like a text-based game. It was good. It was popular enough that everybody knows even spawned a Fox Kids TV show, which no. I don't know. Did you watch that? No, no. <laughs> that was where on earth is Carmen San Diego? But I did like the game show. Anyway, let's move on to your next one. This is over one thousand people have run down these aisles. And when you add it all up, they've won over $1 million in cash. Now, it's on to $2 million. Who's got the planner's cheese ball? Okay, you're on. Who's got the SOS pad? Okay, you're on. Who's got the Listerine? Okay, you're on. It's Supermarket Sweet. This was the one that uh, you thought you got me on. I did. And then my miscommunication, I'd already had it all cut up and took my notes. And yeah, when I initially went down my list and... uh, I remember, what what channel do you remember the show from? It was Lifetime. Lifetime, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's who picked it up. Yeah, I see that. Two on ABC, five five seasons on Lifetime, and three on PAX. Yeah, it started back in the 60s and only ran for like two seasons. But then, yeah, Lifetime picked up because... Obviously, it's TV for women, and women love to go to the grocery store and yeah. buy things and be hysterical. Yes, yes. and we're, we're really kidding. we're not sexist. We're really awful um, pastel-colored sweatshirts. Oh, dude, I'm gonna post a clip on Instagram of of uh, Price is Right from 1995 because I mean I'm I'm bearing the lead here, but Price is Right is one of my picks. Fuck what they wore it was so 90s. 
Oh, for me, it was the haircuts. Oh, that too, yeah. Especially watching a lot of the older... Uh... So I, I didn't research this once you said you picked it. Explain to me how this worked. All right, so you had, you had three teams. Now, there were multiple ways they did it. Sometimes I think people just start off, but they started like an episode by you heard them like, hey, who has the Pam and who has the, you know, Scotchgard shit or whatever. And then people would run down all excited like it was random. No, they were pre-selected because why else would they be wearing their awful pastel color matching sweatshirts? Then they would ask them trivia and there were different questions about products, which, you know, that's fun talking about soap. And you can add time to your clock, so that gives you a longer run. And then there's also, like, little mini runs where you can uh, go. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there'd be, like, random mini runs where you have to, like, run and, like, grab an object and bring it back. And if you brought it back in 20 seconds... You said it was get... all planned out, but I thought because of that, like, the 1950s game show shit with the investigations by Congress, which no, was no. just a movie I watched. No, that was real. That yeah. was a quiz show. Yeah, quiz show, yeah. Well, no, not that it was planned out, but the people were pre-selected. Oh. But they made it look like it was a random the price audience. Is right, they're not pre-selected. It's they, random. They have a short list. They go through and they see people waiting in line and be like, uh, that yeah, one but, looks good. Yeah, but those people don't know it. No, no. No. But in this case, these people did. They were plants, basically. Mm. Not, that didn't determine the outcome of the game. Uh, but then, so you'd ask your questions and... Uh, you could win a little cash in the way, but you would add time to your clock. And then towards the middle of the show, if you had like three minutes, you would run, you would start. And then if someone had like, you know, two minutes and 50 seconds, 10 seconds later, they would start. And then you'd have to go through and load up your cart and you'd have to get the, as much expensive shit as you could. Oh, so then whoever, the winner is whoever tallies up the most. Whoever has the most money. And then you combine that with whatever money they made. And if they get some bonus items and if they can fi- figure out the, the TV monitor, you know, magic, what's this magical product? Oh, they found the right brand so of deodorant. So it's kind of the opposite of real supermarket shopping where you try to have this, the lowest cart price? Yes. This is you are a gluttonous, all-consuming because the thing, and you can only get five of each because you couldn't just cheat and, you know, load up on diapers, which that was a thing. You had to go for the diaper, diaper double pack because that cost them out. So it was 40 bucks a pack. Uh. Yeah. And then you go for the hams and the turkeys <coughs> mm-hmm. and then like some beauty products and shit like that. You want to just throw Pop-Tarts in there? You're not going to get much for Pop-Tarts. Oh. No, they're not really worth all that much. So like I would, if I, if I would supermarket sweep with my weekly... Maybe may try weekly, like once a month, like grocery shopping trip. So chicken breast and pop tarts. <laughs> I don't buy pop tarts. It'd be funny if I did, but chicken breast and canned soup, <laughs> and uh, string no, cheese. You, you you would suck at I that suck show. At the show, yeah. And then whoever won that got to go to the bonus round. In the bonus round, you got a like a a, a riddle. Just cough. Don't hit the button. It's worse <coughs> than when you do. Is it? Yeah. <coughs> I coughed too much in that one show, and it made me paranoid. How did it make you paranoid? Because I don't want to do it. Oh, you're self you're self conscious about your. Uh, just don't cough directly, and then the mic. No one's gonna complain. I didn't cough last time, and or two shows ago, and it was bad. Maybe I just hear it more now. We now we really brought it. Now we're just talking now about we, coughing. Now it's your fault. Why is it my fault? Well, you brought it up that I was sitting in my cough button 
the monster's yet to make for us. But uh, yeah, well, that would be nice. And then we'll talk about how we're hitting at the wrong time. Oh, that would be fun banter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so smooth. So smooth. Um, but uh, yeah, so you'd get riddles. And then like it would be Ooh. a clue. And then like, oh, it's ah. the deodorant. It always comes back to deodorant. And then you have to go and find that brand of deodorant. And then on the back of the product, there's another riddle. And you have to make your way through the store as you try to solve it and eventually get back to the uh the register with the guy and you can win i think it was like sometimes you win a thousand two thousand i think the most you can win was five grand at least when i watched it back in like 93 or whenever the when was it on yeah 90 to 95 all total i think they had over a thousand episodes of this show but it was also we could take pride in this 1111 yeah we could take pride in this. Dale's yeah. Supermarket Sweep was a UK show. Yeah. That ripped off Supermarket Sweep. Oh, we finally ripped we, that. They, ripped they us finally off? ripped us off. Huh. Out of all the game shows and reality bullshit that we steal from the UK, we got your English common law and your game shows. <laughs> <laughs> you take one. All right. Well, that's good to know. Oh, and I didn't even realize this until I was watching it like a third time. Uh, do you know who narrated that? The guy who was doing the intro? That's Johnny Gilbert. The same guy that does Jeopardy. Oh. Who still does Jeopardy. Wow. The guy's 92 years old. Huh. I, I skipped my first one, I just realized. I went right to my, I went, my first one was Carmen Sandiego. Yeah. It wasn't my first one. Was that your first one? No, my first one will be next. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm uh, just off this morning. For, for people at home with your rundowns, make note of that. <laughs> you download and follow along. So there you are, honey. There is there is our description Aww. of Supermarket Sweep at your request. <laughs> Here's my next one, my first one. Confused when their show is moved. That you just follow the Whoa! Fast-paced, slipping, sliding, jumping, flying. Winter skiing action is coming up this coming Kids Only Weekend with kids from across the country in the USA National Junior Freestyle Ski Championship. A special delivery Saturday. <laughs> Straight ahead, find the kind of action that rips up rooms on Finders Keepers. If you can find the hamburger hidden in this picture, then you can win a run through our prize-filled house where what you find is what you keep on Finders Keepers. And now, here's the host of Finders Keepers, the man with a hidden talent, Wesley And welcome to Finders Keepers, the only show where trashing a room can win you some dough. But before we start playing the game, let's... Smooth transition. They uh, should put times on that so you know when it's that? running out. <laughs> was, that, was that voice, Harvey? Because it was shot... This was shot in WHYY also. In Philly. It sounded like him. The announcer? Mm-hmm. The guy, same from Double Dare? You don't Very know. well could have been. Anyway. The internet would know. It doesn't say. Really? Yeah. Huh. Not a whole lot on Oh, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Harvey as the announcer, ready to be replaced by Joe Conklin. So that was him. 1987, shot in Philly. You take a couple color forms. You put them on a hidden a picture that with uh, hidden images in it. You get the most color forms on that picture. You're going in that fucking house. You got to trash that house. If you get in that special room, oh, all shit's <laughs> like. <clears throat> this is fun because <clears throat> you get to see kids go trash a house. What did, what do you remember most from this show? I like like just the, the idea of the house. I wanted to go in there myself yeah. and just you know trash the place and dig so, but you it. do it like, slowly and meticulously oh yeah it would have <coughs> taken me forever yeah and the clock would have run out they would try to stop I'm like no no please there's meticulous <laughs> way to i'd have everything like i'd take it down the clock's it like you're through the one cubic inch of the finders keepers house they'd turn the lights out everyone yeah. walks off the set and i'd still be in there like you're not getting any of the prizes if, if you find them it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i want to find the goddamn the thing house. don't tell me where it is you're right They'd come back and I'd Danny Tanner the shit out of it. <laughs> what is it? What do you mean by Danny Tannering the shit? Clean it. Oh. <laughs> you clean. Squeezer goes on Finders Keepers and cleans the house instead of ramsacks it. <clears throat> so, um, the instant prize room was pretty sweet. You remember the instant prize room? Uh, I remember the instant prize room. You go in the instant prize room, you got an additional $100 for finding the hidden object. I guess it's big money for kids. Oh, yeah, $100? Yeah. Fucking a quarter was big for us as kids. In hindsight, like I'm watching Supermarket Sweep and some of these shows, I'm like, it's, it wasn't worth my time <coughs> of day. By no. the time I'm done paying taxes on this shit, like I could have just gone to work and made more money than being on the game show. Yeah, but you couldn't have been hysterical. See, that's the thing. I just didn't have the energy. I'm not that person. Now, your next pick, I could definitely see you going on. Really? Oh, well, yeah. Just I couldn't handle the pressure. <laughs> because, again, it's the clock. It's I need true. a good six to seven hours. To... <laughs> yeah. What am I thinking? Uh, I, could, I wouldn't win, but I could go on it. I could get. All right, let's, go. let's just roll your thing. A decade ago, a man's fantasy became reality in a form never seen before. Kitchen Stadium, a giant cooking arena. The motivation for spending his fortune to create Kitchen Stadium was to encounter new original cuisines, which could be called true artistic creations. To realize his dream, he started choosing the top chefs of various styles of cooking. And he named his men the Iron Chefs, the invincible men of culinary skills. Iron Chef Japanese is Roksaburo Michiba. Iron Chef French is oh, the pageantry of Japanese Iron Chef. They did this show, right? <laughs> the Japanese. Well, I, like I mean, the it's, it's their show. See, I never got it because I watched this one. So did I. Religiously. Like, like smoking marijuana cigarettes, smoking jazz cabbage in college. Watching. Okay, yeah, I guess it. Because I started watching it when I was in high school. Mm. When Food Network picked it up. Yeah, and, but no. they'd have it on like late at night, so yeah. I would tape it. Well, I, yeah, so I could always watch it. And watch then, it in college. Yeah. It wasn't too far from me. But this was one of those, like, you know, I, 
I can't sleep at night with in silence because <coughs> my mind starts going places, and then I get in these conversations, then arguments, then debates with myself, and I can't <laughs> sleep. So I need just you know white noise basically noise. to distract me. So what the, better than Iron Chef? I it was uh, I had two tapes, Iron Chef, and it was just a bunch of Iron Chef episodes I could watch. And a collaboration of uh, Ron Popeil infomercials that oh, I would record and pop and then just pop Set that tape in. And forget it. Yep. Plenty of rotisserie. Uh, <clears throat> probably not the best thing because then I wake up hungry. Huh. Get yours. Yeah. Skillet out and make your breakfast meats. I had steak for bre- I had steak for breakfast today. Wow. Yeah. You like steak and eggs? <clears throat> not particularly. Yeah. I think it's overrated, so I just had steak. <laughs> but it was leftovers. So, they tried to do this twice in America. The first time failed miserably. It was on the network, and William Shatner played the chairman. Really? Yeah. I do not remember that at Uh all. So, that really did fail, huh? Yeah. And then Food Network rebooted it, and it was a massive success. Mm -hmm. A lot of those guys then went on to get their own own shows or... Restaurants. Morimoto Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. We're talking a lot of Philly today. Well, Morimoto got his start on the last couple seasons, the Japanese one. Um, He he crossed over. Who's the other? Takai? No, that's George Takai. Who's the other smaller Japanese chef who came over from? Oh. Nah, whatever. Yeah. Well, what happened was they did a couple, like, special episodes in between. They had these, like, the New York battle or whatever, where it was him versus Bobby Flay. Right. He stood, and on, I rem- the, he stood on the— Do you remember that? Yeah, the yeah. drama that yeah. came with—he stood yeah. up on the cutting board, cutting board and he yeah. disrespected yeah, the cutting so board. <laughs> so then the next time— That was against Bo- Morimoto. Yeah. 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 So then they, they had a rematch, and Bobby Flay beat Morimoto the second time, took the cutting board, threw it into the crowd, then jumped up on the counter, and, like, oh, it was like it was like WWF shit. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm a fan of Bobby. I, uh, walking through the streets of New York City, uh, I saw Bobby Flay down by where their uh, Food Network studios are on the, in Chelsea, walking with his hot wife. True story. Hmm. Remember the SNL sketch with Charlie Sheen? No. The secret ingredient I... was Sharkhead. <laughs> and Charlie Sheen just played like a stoner, and he made like Sharkhead pizza, <laughs> Sharkhead nachos. Shotgun tacos. <laughs> they um, I think that's what made the show too is the ingredients. Yeah. Like it was yes, the pageantry, the, the reveal, the the reveal. The like sometimes it would be like this extra like that. Was, well, shark fin that the whole that is just disgust. The idea is disgusting, but like something amazing ingredient. Like what was the one um swiftlet nest, where so some birds make a nest by basically regurgitating like this like saliva to oh. make a nest oh. and so they would you would harvest these nests and clean them up and then use them in cooking Fucking Japanese. they spent forty thousand dollars for that ingredient for that one particular episode forty thousand dollars on bird vomit nests that you would then eat yeah. but then you had the next episode it's like bell peppers it's like great which i guess over there is amazing but i can can walk into a Wegmans and be like, huh. I got really into the American one, I remember when it premiered. It was really good. They they like did the pageantry and everything. Mm-hmm. They did it right. They, they made it they like they made it more uh, it came off as a sport. Yeah. Tina Fey was a judge. Value. Was she? Oh that's yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I but for me it was, <clears throat> I like the English dubbing too. 
It was just oh, fun. Yeah, it was like watching an old yeah. kung fu movie. Uh, what was it? Oh, the food over the what was it ninety three to ninety nine. So, in three hundred nine episodes, the food bill was over seven million dollars for that wow. show. Yeah, <laughs> only in they Japan. spent a shit ton of money on that show. But for probably for whatever they sold it to the Food Network for, they probably just made their money back right there. Barely. I don't know. Japanese are pretty ruthless business. <laughs> it couldn't have went for over seven million. But they're also not greedy, so they'll take, like, oh, we sold for our budget. Honorable. Is that racist? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. Sorry. You got any more on uh, Iron Show? Uh, how did how you never saw that SNL sketch? It's great. They even do the overdubbing for the judges. When did it? When did that air? In the 90s. Oh. Okay. Mm. I mean, it probably wouldn't have come on until after it was already. No, in it America. was during the height of. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. so after ninety nine, two thousand. So probably, yeah. Yes, I didn't see it on SNL. No. After Farley died, I. <sighs> Fair enough. <clears throat> Squeezer, I have yes. a question. Okay. Do you have it? Do, do, do you have it? Ooh, do, 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 do you have it? <laughs> Studios in Orlando, Florida. Welcome to Guts, the action sports show that's gonna make you sweat. And now today's fearless players wearing bonsai blue from Robinswood Middle School. Nitro, Nick Aaron! And the razor sharp red from Indian Hills Middle School. Tough Tip. John Middle School, Ballistic, Brad Dead, Roscoe! Guts. <laughs> this was awesome. Remember this one? I love this show. This is one of my favorites. I grow Craig. When they did Worldwide Guts, and I think, Does Your Family Have Guts, right? Uh, it was uh, Global Guts. Global Guts. It was like yeah. the Olympics. Yeah. And on. I, I don't understand why this show isn't back. I know. Like, I, I, I look at... It might be that they don't have enough kids to do it. Cause right. It's just a bunch of fatties. Oh. But, uh... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I I, 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 could, I could see this show, like, just taking off again. It, yeah. I think we need it, too. We need it. We need to see people suffer the fate of the aggro crag. You got a piece of the rock! And my favorite was... I was going to do my impression, but I'll just leave it to the professionals because i have a kind of a cold. elastic sport event here on guts let's go to our referee more quirk for the rules mo hey mike at the sound of my whistle all three players will jump off the aerial bridge towards the center post players will get seven chances to grab the rebound the player with the most rebounds wins players all right, are so in they... place some bad uh rehearsal there mike talking over mo i loved mo yeah she was always down to business thank you mike <laughs> Oh, he's down to business. Um, so, yeah, it was a couple players. I always rooted for purple. It's purple, red, and blue. Um, was there a particular reason, or are you just... Vikings. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so so you, you picked, you decided who you wanted to win based on color. Yeah. Okay. Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, don't I we thought, all? I thought more, yeah, yes. 
Yes, we do. It's like <laughs> why you like the Dolphins. Because I like aqua marine right. green or whatever the hell. And orange, yeah. So uh, you know, it was like a, it was a predecessor to the the reboot of American Gladiators almost because American Gladiators is very much a predecessor to this. Don't you think? American Gladiators oh, yeah. was ruthless though. They'd fucking fuck you up. Mm-hmm. There was wrestling in it. Remember in the first few seasons? Oh yeah. With what was that football player that died of liver cancer? Who hosted the first season with the mullet? I can't think of his name. All right, but. Yeah, that show is legit. Like, oh, like on uh, was it Powerball? When they shot the tennis no, balls on you? No, no, the one uh, where you'd have the balls and you'd have to get it to uh, the end zones and then get it in the different containers. Oh, yeah. But there was actual but, like, like, wrestling they were in like, the ring. But, oh, yeah. Like oh, grappling. Uh, breakthrough and Conquer. Yeah. Yeah. That was when you had to break the tackle and then get in the wrestling yeah. ring. And it was like Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like that... The, yeah, the Powerball one, like, they would, like, German suplex you on your fucking neck. Right. Yeah, it lasted for, like, five seasons. It, I always remember it coming on after, like, Wrestling Challenge, WWF, on one of the syndicated networks. Saturday mornings. Yeah. But the, Did anyone ever get hurt in Guts? Well, I'm sure they edit the shit out of that show. Right. It wasn't live. Famous contestants. <clears throat> nope. That's good. I don't want to see people get hurt. It's probably one of those things, too. You look at it, and it looks huge, but if you actually saw the aggro crag in person, right. it probably wouldn't be that. Right. It's probably like only like 15, 20 feet high. A lot of switchbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's there was a video game on SNES. I didn't know that. Did you have that? No. Yeah. I want to go find it now. I'm going to yeah. go hunt that down. That then down. I got to go buy a new SNES. But There's a lot of lot of uh particulars to that but i can't wait till you do it all right what's your next i'll forget one? about it <laughs> what's your next one behind this door is the video zone a place between our world and the video dimension waiting to challenge you for control of the video zone is one of the game wizards is it murloc scorcha or mongo these two teams will compete for the right to enter the video zone and face that Game Wizards challenge. Who will it be? Find out today on... Nick Arcade! Dun, dun, dun. And your host, a guy who misses the good old days of pinball, Phil Moore! Phil Moore. Was this Sean Philly also? No, this was Orlando. Okay, it was yeah. this later. Mm-hmm. And this was 92. Ah. Uh, well, it started '92. You want to guess? You watch this, right? Yep. How many seasons do you think this ran for? How many episodes do you think they did? Not many, because I remember the um, games and sports revival. Like they played this like few and far between. Eighty-four episodes over Whoa. the course of a year, How and many? then they was it like daily. <clears throat> no. Uh, I think initially it ran on weekends, and then they started putting it up. But they just shot all these episodes, and then it ran in reruns till '97. So it just showed the same 84 episodes, ah. just over and over ad nauseum. I guess they ran out of video games. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Were, I, it was mainly Super Nintendo games, right? Uh, there's Genesis? some Genesis, uh, Neo Geo, Turbo Graphics oh. 16, a little NES in there too. 
they had, they have in there? There's Sonic, Chuck Rock. Oh, yeah. Monsters uh, in My Pocket was in there. Huh. Uh, Super R-Type. A bunch of, like, ni- a bunch of, like, uh... Moving Mikey. And then, uh, oh, Battletoads. But no one ever wanted to fucking play Battletoads. No to play Battletoads. Yeah. It's impossible. Like, what do you put? I guess Battletoads. It was one of the first shows to regularly use a blue screen. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It was really awkward. You can always tell when they get to that final level and they had to go in the video game. You can tell. It's like... Cause it Since takes this a, was all generated on an Amiga. Yeah. Well, you know, watch you know, the amount of... Video granted, toaster. Whether, whether people on, you know, your, your weather person on the news, it's outside of a sports reporter. It's probably the least talented position that you can have in television. You don't really have to have any skills or ability whatsoever. Right. But to stand there in front of the screen and point to the right thing while there's nothing there and you're looking at a monitor and it's all backwards, that can be difficult. So now try doing that when a wizard is throwing lightning bolts at you. Yeah, I couldn't do it today. I actually saw this live. Oh, you did? I was at... I was at what? Uh, yeah, I was... Uh, uh, where did where was this? Such a spoiler. Was it at Orlando? Or it might have been when they did the tour. And it was at the fine establishment of Stabler Arena in the campus of Lehigh University. Oh. They did a, a traveling tour. And they had kids go in, and it, it was really just really awkward. Like, no one could do it. Because you're trying to time it right, and I'm not even sure how they did it. It's probably just some guy going, eh, yeah, they got hit, and then they hit a button, and it animates it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But there was one particular celebrity on this show. Who? Oh, this is this is the second clip. Let's meet the Smooth. Danish players. Starting off with the yellow team, we have Joseph and Danielle. Say hey! All right, now Joseph, I understand you like to sing and you like to act. Do you like sing around in the shower or in a choir or something? Um. Yeah, a school and everything. School and everything, and the shower too. Well, yeah. welcome to the show, and Danielle. <laughs> I understand you play piano. No, nothing. Joseph? Singing? Goebbels? No. Uh, <laughs> close. Just as detrimental to humanity. No, no, no. This, this is a young, dreamy Joey Fatone. Okay. He was in NSYNC. Oh. Really? Yeah. I don't, that name doesn't ring a bell. He was the fat one. There was a fat one in NSYNC? Oh, yeah, yeah. Gave us all hope. Oh, shit. He had, like, that Kevin Smith beard that would, like, cover up the double chin. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, he was, he was a cute... Did he have it when he was on the cocaine? No, no, no. Oh. He was just a, a cute little kid that was dreaming big one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, I like to sing. Yeah, I like to sing. But, yeah, he would eventually go on to do greater things. What is he doing now? Uh, Talking about being on in, in NSYNC back in the day. Mm. Yeah, and Nick Arcade and Nick Arcade. Yeah, Justin can't say that. No, I think uh, that's a bigger accomplishment than that they d- Facebook well, movie. They, they didn't. They didn't win. So. Oh God. Yeah, he didn't make it. Ah, all right. Well, my next one, everyone in the world knows. A fabulous sixty-minute price is right. 
Christopher Mann. Come on down. Rebecca Ryan Old, come on down. Sandra Landis, come on down. Come on down. You are the first four contestants on The Price is Right. And now, here is the star of The Price is Right, Bob Barker. Bob Barker, spay and neuter your pets. Oh, that was Rajani, too. Yeah, it was. I can't watch it anymore. It's not the same. Yeah, I, I haven't, but I was I was watching episodes on YouTube last night from like 1995, and it's it holds up. Except for the wardrobe, Except you were the saying. Wardrobe, yeah. What about the prizes? What were they giving away in in nineteen ninety five? Ford Thunderbird, or you know, Fire Firebird, that really ugly car that Ford made. Uh. Oh yeah, when they tried to make it look like a classic car. Not even that. Not even that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Just as ugly. It was a bad time for. I, I've done six versions of the live show. So, which they kind of do a little differently, but yeah, it's still, it sells out every time. People still love this shit. It's, it's fun. And there's a lot of variety to it too. It's not yeah, the it's same not repetitive yeah. thing, man. When you would get your hopes up, when they would, when they play that music and the Plinko board spins around, uh, you would talk about child boners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. You didn't get that excited over Plinko. I like What it. about the yodeling dude? Yeah. Johan. He's he's in the live version. Was it the mountain climber? What was that called? I forget what it's called, but his name's mountain Johan. climber. I just know I have to tell my cameraman follow Johan tight all the way up. They never they never get it. It's tough. It's a tough assignment. Yeah, I mean it's going up and over, so it's two directions. But when I say the price is right, what was the most familiar thing for you? Uh, sexual harassment charges. Yeah, I guess so. That's something. I was just saying something you watch when you stay home from school set. Oh, yes, yes, that too. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that was a definite. You got excited. Yeah. Because I, I stayed home sick a lot. Not that I was sick. I just was really good at faking it. <laughs> yeah. My mom, I would be dying, and she'd be like, I don't care you're going to school. This is my time. My time. Oh, my mom would be like, oh, I'm not feeling good. Oh, you're fine. I'm like, I threw up. No, you didn't. And then I'd go and force myself to throw up. <laughs> like, see, I'm sick. Uh, all right, if you're going to put that much effort into it, you can stay home. <laughs> so, yeah, would, and then you know, just, just go to work, I'd sit and play video games. Watch, and then, yeah, ele- right. but then 11 o'clock came and boom, price is right. Yeah. Make myself a nice big bowl of salty Campbell's Campbell soup. soup. That was a dream. Yeah. Basically, I was preserved enough salt to preserve my body like, a, like Alexander the Great, although that was honey for those that care. You should. <laughs> I care. We're getting on an hour. We're, we've been going long on these shows. We're going to keep this at an hour, and we're going to finish it up right here with, we all know where we got here. We could even just leave it up, because I'm going to talk to you about it. <coughs> this is a theme. Yeah, this, and this show started out hot. It came in, faded up on black on a fucking physical challenge. And that's how you knew he was going to get the first money on the board and start the, start the show. 
Now, you know, the rules are double there. Mark Summers comes out and he says, I'm going to ask you a question. If you don't know the answer, you could dare it for double the money. Uh, you could, then the other team gets an opportunity to answer the question. Or you can double dare it back to the original team. They can then answer it for triple the money or take the physical challenge. You always take the physical always challenge. Always take the physical challenge. Unless you know the answer. I saw, I was on there with kids who were clearly smart in the big double dare because they knew the other team was idiots mm -hmm. and and they wouldn't answer it and they come back to that and he'd get double the cash and they never took physical challenge and Mark's like uh, we budgeted time for you to take a couple <laughs> physical fucking challenges you're going to take that challenge but yeah. they, they, the smart kids went home with their Casios and oh don't, I, got, I got that okay. I got a clip I got a clip cut out some prizes from the show <laughs> Well, let's get the, 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 the tell them what they're gonna win. The word whiz, don't look it up. Punch it up with Franklin's amazing word whiz, an instantly correct spelling of eighty thousand words by Merriam-Webster, and plays exciting word games too. They'll get this great camera from Shinon, the Auto GX Telecompact 35mm motorized camera with built-in wide-angle and telephoto lens. You'll always capture all the action from Shinon. That's where Jerry will be waiting, and that's where you'll win this prize. Tyco's four-wheel drive, super turbo hopper, big one-twelfth scale provides four-wheel drive, four-wheel suspension, and twin turbo motors. And it's from Tyco. Coda phones, all-in-one telephone answering system. I would have kid one a telephone. Plus great features, including fast-forward memo recording, paperless remote, and it's from Coda phones. It's the only way that they can get mom and dad Bicycle Corporation of America. Buy a great bike with 10 speeds to take you anywhere, on road or off. Coyote, America's bike. Your hand, you'll pass it to Amy, and you'll win this. From Casio, the DG10 digital guitar. Features include 12 instrument sounds and 12 background rhythms. DG10 has 20 fret neck and sustained reverb effect. Before you come out, pass it, and you'll win this. A $1,000 KB gift certificate. Where do you go to Whoa, find toys? Yeah, KB Toy Stores? Where do you awesome. go to find KB Toy Stores? Your nearest shopping mall. KB, Anyways, America's Toy Stores. Keep going. A super space adventure. So that KB scene, they always gave away the KB card. They always had the kids dressed up like the toy soldiers making them the toys. It was that clip, the KB Toy Store clip. That's not I just remember from Double Dare. But, yeah, Double Dare, there was Super Double Dare. Family Double Dare. Family Double Dare. Oh, a lot of Double Dares. Uh, super Sloppy Double Dare. I don't remember Super Sloppy Double Dare. Oh, it was, it was a thing. And Mark Summers, who went on to the Food Network. We got a lot of interconnecting. A lot of Food Network. Yeah, and a lot of Philadelphia. Mark Summers is like Philadelphia's greatest son. Unwrapped. He was unflappable. Did you have the home game? Double Dare home game? I did not. I'm, you're going to tell me you did. I'm going to be quite jealous of you I now. I did, but we never like really played it the way it was supposed to be played. <clears throat> um, What else about Double Dare? Space Camp was like the grand prize, I think. There was one to get space camp, make it through the whole thing. I'm going to fucking space camp. I just wanted a pair of uh, Reebok BK. Pumps. No, it was Reebok. Reebok was, was a Reebok. Yeah, it was always Reebok. So who, was on B who had BK? British Knights. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was them. No, even Mark Summers wore Reeboks. Hmm. Oh, now I got to go back and figure out what show was BK. You had a lot of homework. I did a lot of homework. You, you got more from the show. You have to go get a Super Nintendo, find Guts, play it, 
Go find out where what show had BKs. I mean, fuck, you got a lot of work to do. We expect to hear back from you next week on the Red Ears podcast. You can oh, tell hang us. Hang on, I need a pen. I gotta write this shit down. <laughs> what What are your double dare memories? I always got pissed when you could see the f- again. These shows made me angry and anxious. But like when you could see the flag. And they're just like flopping around. Like, it's right there. I'm pointing at it. My hand is on the screen. You can't see me. And this is already pre recorded, so it doesn't really matter. But, ow. Oh, sorry. So, Double Dare. All these. A lot of these are Nickelodeon, but you know, that's, that's where game shows were. Yeah, when I, was a kid. I had a feeling most of my list, when I first started out, they were all Nickelodeon. Uh, what else was I looking at? Uh, was it Madhouse? Funhouse? Which one was that? It was on Fox. That was initially on my short list, but we'll come back to that. There's plenty to talk about. For some reason, is my is the what? cart playing? No. Huh. Is the cart playing? Yeah, I'm trying to. It's not counting down. I'm trying to play the Double Dare theme going out. Let me push it. Nope, not there. Weird. Maybe we broke it. No, let's try it. We'll get it right. There it is. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yes. So a lot of these were Nickelodeon. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's what we watched. And it was our target. uh, It was the target demographic. It worked. I guess we weren't watching fucking Jeopardy. We were 10 years old. You probably did. I still do. I still, if I'm home and it's at 7 o'clock, I will, I'll put the, I'll put Jeopardy on so I can show off all my useless, meaningless knowledge that. Really doesn't apply to real life scenarios. <laughs> well, that's all we have for this week. What are we doing next week? I will work it out. Should we work it out in these last seconds of our show? We can do that if you want. What do you want to do? Hey, we probably shouldn't. All right, we'll do it off the air. We'll do it off the air. We should sneak in that theme music because I got some double dare theme music Ooh. to get the people. Ah, yeah. Oh. We're taking the physical challenge. And we are challenging you to take the physical challenge of getting through this show and not hating us. <laughs> I think it was better than that. It was. I hated on last week's, but then it seemed fine. It was good. I was in a dark place. You were. But now I'm in a happy place. You are. I'm Squeezer. <laughs> I'm RK. Good night.